Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode three of Quick Cuts, a plastic surgery podcast. Today's topic is going to be syndactyly, so let's get started. Syndactyly refers to incomplete separation of the fingers and is one of the most common congenital hand anomalies with an incidence of about 1 in 2,000. It can occur sporadically, it can be transmitted in a familial pattern with autosomal dominant inheritance and variable penetrance, or it can occur as part of a syndrome. Both Apert and Pollen syndrome are examples of syndromes in which syndactyly is a commonly reported phenotypic feature. When thinking about syndactyly in the spectrum of upper extremity anomalies, we historically used the Swanson classification to describe syndactyly as a failure of differentiation. The Swanson classification has largely been replaced now, however, by the Oberg-Mansky-Tonkin classification system, or OMT system. In this classification system, syndactyly is classified as a malformation. Regardless of how we classify syndactyly, the anomaly results from a failure of apoptosis. In the embryo, our fingers all start off being webbed together and separate as the cells between the fingers undergo apoptosis. Failure of this process is what results in syndactyly. We'll talk next about how to evaluate and manage these patients. During patient evaluation, you should take note of which fingers are involved. The third web space between the long and ring fingers is the most commonly affected. In describing the syndactyly, the two distinctions you need to make are whether the syndactyly is simple or complex and whether it is complete or incomplete. A simple syndactyly involves fusion of the skin only, while a complex syndactyly involves bony fusion as well. A complete syndactyly involves the entire length of the finger, while an incomplete syndactyly involves only partial length of the finger. Complete syndactyly is often accompanied by a shared nail, and this is referred to as a synonychia. You might also hear syndactyly referred to as complicated. In these cases, there are generally abnormal or accessory bones involved in the fusion. X-rays obtained in your preoperative evaluation can help you identify bony fusions and accessory phalanges. The surgical treatment of syndactyly is performed to optimize hand function. In general, separating the fingers will improve function. However, in some cases, Separating the fingers will not provide the most stable functional hand, and surgery should be avoided. This is generally only the case for some complex and complicated syndactyles. Timing of surgery is dependent on which fingers are involved. For border digits, such as syndactyly of the ring and small, surgery can be performed as early as 3 to 6 months. This is because the length discrepancy between the affected fingers can lead to rotational deformities, angular deformities, or flexion contractures if treatment is delayed. Alternatively, for central digits where length discrepancy is less of an issue, surgery is typically performed between 12 and 24 months of age. Operative techniques vary a bit between surgeons depending on preference, but incorporate the same principles regardless of technique. These include separating the fingers, creating a web space, and providing adequate skin coverage. Web space creation is most commonly performed with the use of a local flap, and skin coverage is most commonly achieved with the use of a full thickness skin graft. Skin is typically deficient in these procedures because the circumference of two separated digits is greater than the circumference of two combined digits. One important surgical principle to keep in mind is that it's important to avoid releasing both sides of a single digit in a single operation, as you can risk devascularizing the finger. Postoperatively, the patient should be immobilized in a splint or cast to allow for adequate healing. Immediate complications of the surgery relate to vascular or nerve injury intraoperatively, and immediate repair should be attempted if these are identified. Delayed complications include scar hypertrophy and web space creep. Web space creep refers to distal migration of the web space as the patient grows. 
Patients with mild creep typically don't need intervention. However, more severe cases may require surgical revision. And that brings us to the end of our discussion on syndactyly. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Please send any feedback, suggestions, or questions to jakemarksmd at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at jakemarksmd. See you next time.